Hey, near, far, wherever you are, it's Morning Combat. It's back in your face Monday, March 2nd, 2020. Ryan Campbell, CBS Sports, in the pilot's chair this week, okay? Turn that into a little cabbage patch. No, that is not Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas is fine. He's not in a jail cell. He's not serving jury duty. He's a very solid human okay. being, okay? I do not hate Luke Thomas. I love that man. This is TheAthletic.com's Chuck Mindenhall, the man in the damn hat. So. People have called you, by the way, the, the lovers, the viewers of the show, like that cool, hip uh, really? substitute teacher. It's quite a little juxtaposition okay? from your Anakin Skywalker comment. I, a bit of- I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> he does not look like Anakin episode six when they took the helmet off, although I've seen him under the hood, all right? Who's uh, calling me right now? This is very Luke Thomas-like. Uh, we're back, and it's been a busy weekend of combat sports. We've got a lot to look back on from the flyweight tilt at UFC Norwalk, Norfolk, yeah. Nor, nor I will I. Yeah, I think I had it the first time. Yeah. Uh, UFC 248 preview as well. Cannot wait for all things Adesanya Romero. A lot of talk as well about Wilder Fury 3. We do want to remind the viewers and listeners, Chuck, to subscribe. Please get out on YouTube, wherever you access this fine piece of combat business. And uh, leave a review, like it, subscribe. Well, this thing's going. This thing's going, okay? Yes. Come with it. Come with us right there. Uh, Chuck, I'm sorry for the awkwardness here. By the way, welcome yeah. to our new set. Thank you. Sorry Wonderful. for the awkwardness that, that you got a pair of tips over your shoulder. No, that's fine. I'm not normally looking in that direction, but what people don't know is that uh, the frame had to be retaped today. It was breaking. It was falling apart. Yeah. Yeah, it was bro- some broken tips. I documented tips. it, actually. It like I got a picture. Boulevard of Broken Creams going yeah. on there. I don't know what's happening there. But what do you think of our new set? Welcome to uh, Orchids of Combat. You, uh... Yeah, no, this is, very, this is great, man. All right, yeah, it's all much right. better. Much better. All right, all it's right. like a professional outfit now. You should like... see what the ending's like after yeah. the show. Okay, all very, right. very happy. All right, we are going to get into this show. Oh, follow his work, by the way. Uh, you do a great podcast called The, uh, yeah, the Man, man and, and the Myth. Man and the Myth yep. with Sean L. Shotty. We want to promote that out there. Very solid UFC Original UFC one, yeah, right there. Right? Sure, I'm rocking a little. I'm rocking a little home sweet home here. You want to reproduce the uh, level up video? Mimi, I'll, Mimi be, I'll be karate hottie. You be Holly. What do you think? Uh, okay. All right. Hey, how awkward <laughs> is the start of this show? This is really the worst. Here, let's let's just start from the top. All right. What is in this cup? Uh, let's break into it. Let's go. Combat starts now, folks. And it was this weekend in the UFC Norfolk, Virginia, a UFC flyweight championship bout, kind of, sort of. Here's what happened. Devison Figueredo knocks out Joseph Benavides in round two, but he missed weight by two and a half pounds the day before. Was not eligible to pick up that championship title. So Chuck Mindenhall. All right. Um, the title was supposed to go vacant the, the second they entered the cage, but we don't have a winner. We don't have a champion. I think that means Henry Cejudo is still your UFC is. 125 champion. He believes he is. What the hell happens next from this? <laughs> They shut it down, man, you know? I really believe that this might be the moment that they look at it and they shut it down. I mean, they've already lost, they've gotten rid of, I should say, a couple of the best flyweights in the world, Demetrius Johnson, Horiguchi's gone. There's a lot of these guys who they've basically ended the relationship with. This was designed for Joseph Benavides. I really believe that. The whole division was designed all the way back in 2012 when it was brought out was Joseph really? Benavides needed a place to be. He needed Mighty a place Moss to be because of, because of Dominic Cruz. He couldn't get back through. They wanted to create a division. And they finally get to the point, and it's it's resurrected to an extent. I feel like we've been talking pretty glowingly about the flyweights. They've been cracking a lot of those, a lot of the fights on the undercards uh, this whole year and, and late last year have been pretty good. But Cejudo leaves, and now you get Benavidez who loses and really doesn't have a way back to a title shot. Nobody wants to see that. What are you going to do? Davison doesn't have the belt. Henry Cejudo is not going to defend it. This would be if they're going to disband the, if they're going to get rid of this division. This would be the time. 
Here's the problem, though, Chuck. You okay. ready for this? Okay. I thought that would be my take coming in. Once Davidson, fig- I'm going to get very proper on the pronunciation because yeah. I'm trying to develop a good pronunciation. That's uh, not. That is, I don't think that's right. Uh, once Davidson knocked him out, or once he missed weight, I'm sorry. I'm sort of like, wow, that's comical for this yeah. division. If Joseph doesn't win it, you're right. Doom is coming. Here's the problem. You changed, you changed your mind. Here's huh? the problem. The okay. fight was friggin' fantastic. It was, good. It was two rounds and a, and a lot of, them of what elite-level flyweight action the UFC can be all about. You had uh, Benavidez breaking out of this, yeah. the submission opportunities, rolling, constantly turning the momentum of that fight. You had back and forth. The early part of that second round was a war in terms of trading big shots back and forth. So the knee-jerk reaction is either fold it up yes. or, hey, why don't we bring back Henry Cejudo and have a proper handoff between him and Davison Figueredo? I've got a problem with that as well, and here's the deal, okay? He doesn't want to be at this weight right. class anymore, okay? That he, is a problem. He, uh, that's a big-time <laughs> problem because if he beats, if he comes down and cuts one more time and beats Figueredo, we're in the same spot. So here's my solution to you. There's a lot of flyweights I really like. I was reminded how much I like this division. Let's have a rematch. Let's have Benavides and Figueredo all over again. I know you can say, well, didn't we already learn what we're supposed to? Well, no. The man missed weight. He cost himself. Let's do that a second time. What happens if Benavides win? You have a natural trilogy there if he does. I don't think that's a horrible idea, Chuck. Tell, say it to my face. All right. So this event was a kind of almost a throwaway event. Like if you look at this card, they just, they, hey, we could put a, a card in Norfolk. Look down that, that whole card and you're like, what was on it? It was just really this. And it was barely held together by this. It was not a very marketable fight. Even with the backstory of Joseph Benavides and even with Figueredo uh, being basically a guy that is like a, a mini uh, Yoel Romero or something like that. Very different kind of guy. How about the hair, by they, the way? Yeah. They, but they still couldn't really set. Now imagine doing it again. I just don't feel like... There's much of a mark. There's there's a lot of money that goes into having a champion in a division. Like it's a different money set for the UFC. They're not stupid. I, I'm not sure they want to throw money to the you know a champion you know pay champion prices if they don't get a guy well, that's marketable. Here's the deal. I don't like having a title fight headline a fight night. I don't care if it's Shevchenko against whoever's next in the division. I don't care if it's Demetrius Johnson when they expected him to get low ratings after proving he can't get big ratings and they throw him out on UFC yeah. Fight Night Kansas City. I think that a title fight belongs in a co-main event spot if it's not going to sure. sell. Or if you're going to load up a super card, an IFW-type card in July, then make it the third biggest fight of the night. I get what you're saying on there, but this is something we've said to the UFC and Dana White from the beginning. Like, piss or get off the pot. Right. Make a friggin' decision. The fact that we're still going forward with this, then let's commit to it. You may have a changeover of champions for the next two years, but is that awful? It's a weird time for them to recommit to something that they committed to and already started to dismantle. That's the only problem. They were half through the process when Henry Cejudo basically got the the title, and then we, you know, there there, there was like a, a new blush in the cheek type of thing with the, with the division. I just, even though that's the case, I don't even know if there's 20 total flyweights on roster right now for the UFC. I know that for you know for a minute there that there weren't. So it, the division has been decimated by just kind of push brooming guys out the door. And now if they want to restore it, it's a weird time to do that given the flux at the top. It's tough. I could see them doing it, but I'm just saying like if they're ever going to, if they're going to have cold feet about keeping it going, this would be the moment that they'd say, okay, flyweight's done. I, I do believe they have to make a decision and stick with it. There is an opening to close it because of how badly this was all mangled and damaged, and you got to throw some shade at Davidson for not being able to make weight yes. there. But what I didn't like about this fight coming in, despite the fight night main event status, was 
Benavidez is your your ultimate long-serving bridesmaid. A great, yes. maybe an all-time great fighter who is really on that short list with Dan he Henderson, is. where Bisping used to be of the the greatest guys in the UFC history to never win a title. How 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 ironic was it that Bisping's the guy to go interview him right afterwards? Very I true. felt like that was just this extra. Little I twist. feel your pain. Yeah. Um, but you know, in the end, the fight that should have happened was Benavidez in Cejudo in my mind because yeah. Benavidez had a recent win over him in 2016. It was a fight of the year. It was fantastic. But it's also pissed or get off the pot for me from the standpoint of Cejudo. In double champions in general, I like when people get a chance to win two championships at one sure. time. It shows your greatness. I also don't love how UFC has picked and choose who gets to be a double champ for a long time. Right now, Amanda Nunes, yeah. for as long as she wants. But people like right. DC get stripped right away. Featherweight, right? Like, I almost feel like there should be a rule. You can win two titles, but you have to be stripped of one and be done with that division. It's almost as if winning a title in a second division, which typically happens in the weight above you, is your graduation into the yes. new weight class. So from that part, it's a clean break and a clean divide. So as much as I think Devison Figueredo looked fantastic, as much as him versus Cejudo is an interesting fight, they got to make a decision on, on the division, and Cejudo's just got to stay north in my mind. In my point yeah, of view. Yeah, no, no, he, he does. I, that's the only problem with it. If Cejudo was still... Um, kind of saying, like, I want to fight, yeah, I want to fight at flyweight, I want to defend that belt, it would be a little bit different. But the fact that basically he wants nothing to do with flyweight at this point, I think he really takes the credit, too. Obviously, he should for kind of resurrecting it and giving it second life, but he's moved on, and that's kind of where we've left things. And just given that that's the situation, it's just kind of a mess. It was the worst-case scenario for Figueredo to miss weight because you just needed some continuity. You needed something to happen. You needed the, the page to turn and something uh, good to keep happening in that division, and you got kind of the worst-case scenario. Hashtag justice for Joe. Make the rematch. Yeah, I'm telling you. And it's not because I love Benavides and respect him so much that I want to see him finally. I mean, two losses to Cruz at the highest level, two losses to Johnson at the highest level. But I was gutted for him, man. I mean, the bottom line is that this is a guy who has been after this for so long. This was <laughs> It's yeah. never going to be tailor-made for a guy to go in there and have his moment like it was this past weekend and he still did not get shout out done. to his wife who had a very supportive tweet out there very reminiscent of mr yeah. weidman running in and saying chris is still my son <laughs> as cringe as that was and it, and it was cringe yeah. uh on this card ufc norfolk the other sort of interesting title discussion dilemma here is what's going on at women's featherweight heading yeah. into the card 145 champ amanda nunes did announce I want to fight at UFC 250 on May 9th. Of course, that's the Jose Aldo yeah, against Captain Cringe fight. Yes, of course. And she would like to see somebody from this UFC Norfolk card over the weekend make a statement. Well, two people yes. made very large statements yeah. with first-round stoppages by submission and knockout. Megan Anderson and Felicia Spencer. Should either of them get the title <laughs> shot next? Who should get it next? Should they fight each other? Where do you sort of sit right here? Well, that was the entire featherweight division fighting on, in, in Norfolk. I would say, just on basic MMA math, that Spencer gets it, right? Because she just beat, not even That's a year ago, she just, she just won against uh, Megan Anderson. So the, the bottom line is, if you just look at that, I don't think you could make a case the other way. Um, so that's, it seems like kind of like an easy decision if the UFC really wants to make that Amanda Nunes is next. And, and if they want to keep that division going, which is even more puzzling. These were two like almost extinct types of divisions we're talking about on the, in this, uh, this, this card in Virginia. But if they want to keep it going, that's the fight to make. And you I can think still that that's check UFC.com slash rankings more than three years into this division. We yes. still don't have rankings, which tells you a lot about it. I don't like anybody who's saying not they even need... any of those. They're, they're no. not even listed. I'm not, I don't like anyone who's saying they need to fight each other. Yeah. They just fought a year ago. Spencer proved in that fight yes. with a first round submission. It was a weird fight. She took Megan down 
worked really hard, got the submission, but she sort of proved she's a one-up on her in that case. I don't think they should fight each other a second time because no. you have no contenders in this division. I'd like to see the two of them eventually get title shots yes. in the near future. Megan Anderson made the bigger statement I thought on Saturday. Yeah. That one-punch knockout, I forgot the it name was. of the of the, uh, of the the fighter she fought. Do you have it off the top of that, <laughs> that, that dome up there? Was it a... Dumont? Something like that. I mean, the, whatever. Anyway, it was a was woman a, in, no, the, in the UFC. It was, um, it was fantastic. I think it showed you that her evolution has been slower than we thought. Holly Holm really broke her yes. in. It was baptism early. Lost that fight to Spencer. But we've got two viable contenders yeah. for the belt. It's good. Let's keep building on that. Let's yes. get to that point. Good for Anderson, too, because I know that she struggles to even get in there. She has some some nerves, things like that. I thought she looked probably better than she ha ever has in the UFC. So it's good to see somebody catching momentum, too. And, and if they can form any kind of cue at that division, in that division, that's shocking development, right? Because for so long, there's been nothing. So I mean, you don't see one punch KOs often in the female side in any weight class, right? I mean, when when Andrade had that that's one uh, over Kovalkiewicz, we were like, holy cow! And we just saw one uh, recently. And, uh, and I can't remember it. That's a great show so far. But uh, the point is, when you make that kind of statement, she's a six-foot-tall featherweight. She and she's, she's got a bright future, can really yeah. fight on the ground. I like to see where this is going indeed. Hey, let's Absolutely. slide over to what we saw in boxing this weekend. From Frisco, Texas, DAZN had a card headlined by Mikey Garcia doubling down on his goal to make it as an elite welterweight 11 months removed from his last fight, a one-sided shellacking against Errol Spence Jr. on pay-per-view. Mikey goes in there against tested veteran Jesse Vargas, a former two-division title holder, and comes away with a unanimous decision that Chuck was weird. It was yeah. closer than the fight looked, or maybe than it should have been, <laughs> yeah. yet Mikey was clearly the dominant fighter here, establishing himself as a hard counterpuncher. In your eyes moving forward, he's won titles in four weight classes. He's one of the pound-for-pound best. Is Mikey Garcia an elite welterweight? Elite? No. I would not say that. I still think that the elite welterweights would beat him right now. But... He showed, obviously the, his whole task in this one, right, was to show that he could do that, especially after the, after the last fight. I think he did look, you know, outsized, overmatched. He, he didn't, never really competed in that fight. I thought that this one, it took him a few rounds to kind of get rolling, but it seemed like once he did, it was like you could see him come to life in that fight. And especially after the knockdown, I felt like, uh, you know, he kind of, I don't want to say coasted, but he was landing those one-twos, man, and it looked kind of like more like the vintage guy. His power is still showing up in there a little bit. I mean, I mean to me, man, it still seemed like he, he had it. I just don't know. It still feels like he's masquerading a little bit. I That's know the, the money is there, but it feels like he's masquerading. You love his dare-to-be-great intention. You love the fact that he took on that Spence yeah. fight when people, when people in his own family, yeah, sure, his man. older brother, his trainer Robert, was like, don't do this. It didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. He said he sort of rebuilt his body. And he looked better physically. He looked a little bit more muscular. But here's the thing that's tough. He took damage to have to win this fight, even though he largely controlled it. Yeah. He's probably going to have to consistently take damage at this weight class to win these very big fights. And you got to ask yourself, is the pursuit of a fifth title in as many weight classes for a guy who's not about the money, has been all about getting that promotional control over his career? Don't forget, he set out two and a half True. years of his prime to get out of his top-ranked deal. He's signing one-fight deals at a time. That was a one-fight deal with the zone for options for the next one. We'll get to that option in a second of what it could be. <laughs> But here's a guy who just recently was making 135 and was a killer yeah. at lightweight. And if you're a guy who relies on counterpunching and technique, 
and you're entering into fights in which you're going to have to take heavy damage to win, that's where you sort of go, is this the right move? Because 135 is yeah. loaded in boxing right now. And the idea of Mikey Garcia against Lomachenko yeah. is a super fight waiting to happen against Teofimo Lopez, who's getting the next Loma fight, against the Devin Haney's, the other guys who are on the rise. Certainly there are 140. He's got plenty of options, but he's a stubborn dude. Yeah. Did you think... Vargas had a case afterwards to say he should have won it. I saw some mm. hipsters on the internet kind of having <laughs> that as a 7-5 fight for Garcia. I get where Vargas never gave up and came back. Yeah. Boxing scoring is weird, though, because what you see with your eyes can be different from the math, how it adds I up. I kind of went back and watched it again, like just kind of seeing that, because I, I saw a little bit of that on, online, you know. I don't see that. I don't see that. I thought it was, it was pretty, you know, after the, I'd say, what, fifth round on? From fifth round on, it felt like it was... Uh, the, the fight had turned, the tide had turned, and it, it kind of just went that direction. I don't know. I, to me, that's like they had the 116, 111 scores was in the range that I would have had. That's so it I didn't it seem well. that close to me. I was kind of surprised that they talked about it. I mean, his power, the, the, the pluses here is that Mikey showed legit counterpunching power. He had Vargas yeah. on the verge of being stopped on, I think, three occasions. Credit to Vargas for gutting that out. Now, the big story here is what happens next. Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Sport and DeZone have an option to match on his next fight. And the whole idea of bringing Mikey Garcia to DeZone for a $7 million pay, dollar payday, yeah. by the way, shout out to Mikey Garcia there, yes. is to set him up for a big fight ideally Manny Pacquiao. Now, the problem with that, Chuck, is that, um, as Eddie Hearn told me last week, there's 174 people who think they own managerial rights or some type <laughs> of promotional rights on Manny Pacquiao. We were of the belief in the last six months, ever since uh, Pacquiao last summer beat Keith Thurman in a fantastic yeah. pay-per-view main event, that Pacquiao had one, maybe two fights left on his PBC deal. Eddie Hearn's now saying from what he has heard and believes... That would be no fights left. And we just recently hmm. saw, of course, Manny Pacquiao signed with Paradigm Sport, Audiotar, the same right. uh, managerial uh, agency that has, what, Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor. 20, you used to have Tony Ferguson, right? Uh, Adesanya. Yeah. Yep. Adesanya. Big names uh, a, a lot. I mean, a lot of the big UFC people. Uh, would Mikey Garcia versus Manny Pacquiao this summer, maybe July in Saudi Arabia? And by the way, you better get the air conditioning pumping if that's the case. Um, does that move you? Would you be in for that? It would, I, I would like to see it. I honestly would. I mean, obviously, Pacquiao, what is he, 41 or 42 years 41. old? 41. He's 41 years old, but uh, if the Thurman fight told you anything, he's still, got, he's still got his speed, he's still got his power. As long as he's passing drug tests, I guess we got to applaud him because that, is, that was an insane turn-back-the-clock performance. Fixes tax issues going over Saudi Arabia. No, I, I would like to see it, man. I would like to see it. I mean, I mean like, where else are you going to do if you if, if, if Garcia wants to stay in 147, I feel like that's – I want to see him in fights like that. Yeah. That's the fight you want to see. Jay, I've got, I've got uh -oh. static like you would not believe in my ear right now, okay? <laughs> just, you know, just my lapel. Okay, we'll, we'll roll on. I'll, let me know when it stops. Um, it's an interesting fight to make. Manny can pretty much do whatever he wants. And if somebody in Saudi is going to throw a buttload of money at Eddie yeah. Hearn and they can make that work, it would seem like a resting spot. It's an interesting fight. Would I love Manny against Errol Spence to find out how great he can still be at this age? Yes. Danny Garcia, yes, but uh, I'll take I'll take Mike Garcia if it ends up going that direction. But just weird how Manny Pacquiao can still be at this point in his career. Everybody thinks they own him or have some yeah. pull with him, but uh, hey, you know this is, this is very loud. <laughs> All right, nothing like throwing me off. Uh, we're gonna stay in boxing for the uh, our third biggest topic of the week, and it is Deontay Wilder, fresh off a very one-sided knockout loss to Tyson Fury in the rematch a little bit more than a week ago in Las Vegas on pay-per-view. 
Deontay Wilder will not be firing assistant trainer Mark Breland mm. for throwing in the towel, and he has officially sent in the paperwork to kick in his rematch clause for a third fight this summer. Subsequently, promoter Bob Arum, the co-promoter of Tyson Fury, says July 18th in Vegas at the MGM Grand would be their preferred Look at July destination. Up. If you have international fight <laughs> week know, in the UFC man. with what? Maybe Connor more likely... Yeah, Jorge Connor, uh, yeah. and Kamaru, and yeah. a week later, you're doing Wilder Fury 3. Lot to get into on this, Chuck, okay? You mentioned the Pacquiao possibility. That could be that could be really the in, same that could there, be the same but, weekend as International yeah. Fight Week. Uh, if this fight goes down in July, like they're saying it, good move for Wilder, considering that we just saw him take an L as hard in the from a PR standpoint and as frustrating, disappointingly, yeah. embarrassingly. Yes. Blaming the forty-pound suit, blaming his trainers for throwing in the towel, blaming you possibly for taking your hat off one time on camera. Uh, right move in your eyes here. I mean, ultimately, you would like to see him take a little more time off. And Fury's camp did they not say that they would kind of wait it out anyway? If they wanted to kind of push it back, they would do that. To me, I would rather they take more time. Honestly, uh, that was one-sided traffic, man. You know, it's just and it was a bad look, like you mentioned. He was just, he didn't really have anything. I also think the imagination needs to kind of you know, come back to this fight. Unfortunately, when he made these excuses that you're talking about was right after the hysteria of having gone through it and everybody scrutinizing that fight and looking at it as just boring excuses, right? Like, and then you, you hear things, they are kind of, the 40 pound suit. I mean, who's who's talking about this? It just look. It's like the uh, the David Hay little toe thing. Yes, I mean, it's again. like it's like weird. You don't want to hear that stuff. It's just it's. I feel like the timing is all a little off on this, but. Ultimately, if he has that clause, and obviously the amount of money he got paid, and being a competitor, and the unsatisfactory way in which it ended, I'm sure that it's not sitting with him well, and the competitor in him wants to do it. I could see why he's doing that, but at the same time, as a, as a person who watched that fight, just like you did, you'd like to see him take a little more time. I stand by what I said last week from the point of anyone saying, we learned everything we need to know in the rematch, we don't need a third one. That's easy to say, but when you're talking about a guy with that punching yeah. power, dude, like he's going to be in this third fight. I don't care again if he comes in with a broken heart and an 80-pound vest. That power is going to give him a chance in it. I like, I like that you're still sticking up for that because I feel like that's the romanticized version of Wilder that kind of got dispelled in it for so many people. Yes. They're like, you can't go in one dimension when the other guy has every other dimension. You know, he's going to dominate that I will fight. say, though, I will hedge that and say it was extremely disappointing to see this yeah. reaction from him. And I know that... Look, you have to be a con man as a fighter to talk yourself into a level of confidence and fearlessness that is just not inhumane, sure. right? So I'll give him that benefit of the doubt. And also, the whole costume thing, as everyone's saying, this is the yeah. lamest, worst excuse ever, and it might be. <laughs> I actually believe him. I actually believe he's saying it did weigh him down. I'm more it's embarrassed true. for like him. That. But I'm more embarrassed yeah. from him that he would wear a costume like that and take that chance in the biggest fight of his career. It's ridiculously embarrassing. Yeah. From a business standpoint, though, he had to kick in this rematch, okay? Just like Anthony Joshua ahead of the sure. Ruiz one last year where he had the same chance to take time off. Then you're admitting, I'm broken from sure. the loss, I'm not the same guy, and you're giving up control or potential control of the dis dis division through the belt process. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he's – so even though he kicked it in, I wonder if there's a chance here that this is also a really smart business decision because the fight everybody wants to make off of that fight yep. is – Anthony Joshua yeah. versus Tyson Fury later this year for all four belts. It would be the biggest fight in British boxing history, Chuck. It would be non-Maypac yeah. 2, non-Conor McGregor, Car yeah. McGregor Carnival. It would be the biggest fight you can make in boxing in any yeah. country. I wonder if he kicks that in and if there's a part of him that doesn't want it right away 
he could make a killing in step-aside money if he wanted to, right? Because he has yeah. the contractual control right now. Now it's a little more difficult because since Wilder kicked that in, Anthony Joshua just announced that he's going to fight yes. Kubrat Pulov in, in June right. in London at a, at a soccer stadium, and that's a mandatory defense. There's always the, the mandatory. There's a lot of boxing politics. But <laughs> if Wilder wanted to take the step-aside and say, I'll just fight the winner, that could be an interesting road. But knowing who he is... I don't. I, th- I think he wants exactly what he's saying to get back into this fight, and to he's going to have extra motivation to prove everybody wrong. I would not favor him in this That's fight. The, I think Fury has figured him out. I think Fury has figured out how to be a different kind of fighter and walk him down. I'm just saying you cannot count out this man. Yeah. As disappointed as I was in his reaction, when you've got that weapon, when you've got the biggest weapon in the war, you're in the war. He's going to have to rebuild it a little bit. The two things that they kind of built narratives around going into that fight was his right hand. And his backstory. They both stay there. His backstory evolves now, right? Like, oh, his backstory has this thing. How does he respond? But I still think, I don't, I'm not sure you can fall in love with the same elixir, which is just the power versus the technique and everything that was going in. You had the perfect, perfect fight, a perfect rematch given how the first one went. I just feel like he's going to have to do some work to figure something else out. Even from the campaigning standpoint, in terms of uh, selling that fight, we're going to have to hear a little bit more from him going As much that. as we're disappointed that he didn't give Fury any credit and that he's making excuses... There's still a sale in that, yeah. right? If you're not giving the other guy any credit, you're saying, look, it was all on me. I had a million problems. There is sort of a potential sale in how you Where's market that. Where the line end up on this one? Because it was crazy to me that Wilder ended up like something like minus 160, minus 150. I think Fury's a, he's a favorite, but it's not that large. They've already got I, that Yeah, out. I think it's oh. in the, in the uh, for Wilder as an underdog, it's plus two something, wow. plus, almost plus 300. It's not bigger. I mean, the, we saw the first fight. I know that Fury wasn't the same Fury as he was yeah. when he's completely back in mental and physical, uh, the right health, but... Uh, We've also seen Fury many times, Chuck, play up or down the level of competition, fall out of shape, lose that level of focus. You hope for his sake he'd come into that third fight with it. But just what what is on the line and what matters in this third fight, how often do we get heavyweight trilogies that matter, that live up historically? You get a Bull Holyfield. You get a Ali Norton and Ali Frazier. It's just like it it finally feels like we have a a mini golden era. We're getting closer. It feels like that. I did say last week on this show, Politically, you don't really have a chance to see the winner of Wilder Fury 3 against Joshua. I still haven't seen where DAZN can do pay-per-view with the traditional pay-per-view guys. But Eddie Hearn dispelled that when I talked to him on my podcast last week. He said, look, um, we'll find a way. There's some smart people there. There's a lot of money at the table. We'll find a way to make the streaming end and the pay-per-view end come together and make it work. By the way, that cat's had a big couple of weeks. I feel like he's all over the place. Yeah. Well, I'll give Eddie Hearn this credit. He promotes. He goes on every single show possible and stays as long as he possibly can. He loves it. He lives it. I always tell him. It's like Dana from 10, 10, 12 years ago. I tell Eddie, I go, look, you know, you're a good-looking bloke, six foot seven with the waistcoat. I know you're selling me a used car with bald tires, but I want (laughs) to buy from you for some reason. You're really... You know, he really sets you up there. Um, somebody's going to open Raiders Stadium eventually this yeah. summer. In the first big combat, Super Bowl outdoors in front of, you know, 80,000. Yeah. I, I wonder, I, you know, you sure Connor wants to do it, you'd think? You'd think that Floyd might want to come out in the shadows and do it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. who, who chases that cash Sounds and like gets we'll be it. in Vegas uh, come July. Which is the worst. You talk about swamp ass season. It really is the worst <laughs> to be in Vegas in July. Yeah. So, uh, hey, International Fight Week. How about, uh, how about uh, Nova Scotia? How yeah. about, uh, yeah. All right. There we go. Hey, let's move on to our next topic, which is UFC 248 this weekend in Vegas. A title doubleheader at the top that has to have you licking your lips for the potential of violence, history, competitiveness, all of that. And, of course, in that marquee, it's Israel Adesanya making the first defense of his middleweight title 
against Yoel Romero. Can we take you a pause this. for the cause? Can this. we pour one out for the homies here and just be like, <laughs> I think if I do this fast enough, I'll start a fire, Chuck. Can I keep going with this? Oh, my God. <laughs> keep going. How freaking fired up. Shout out to UFC uh, Countdown for using a clip yeah, of us was, in there. Uh, that was cool. Priming that fight and getting it getting it yeah. ready here. Um, can I, I'll just, That's you know, smart. I'll just be weird here. Can you just tell me, forget the daring to be great. Forget the title at stake. Forget everything. Violence and entertainment. How wired are you for this? I love it, man. And it's funny for something like this that there, there, there can be any kind of outcry about it. Because you do hear that. The people who kind of follow the meritocracy. I get it. You know, there's other, there are other guys. There's other fights you could make. But to me, that fight was so close between uh, Costa and, uh, and Romero. It was a coin flip, right? So in, in some ways, it's easy to squint and put him right into that position. And honestly, man, just the two physiques. Just by themselves. If Ooh. you knew nothing else about it, you're not a physique. body guy, but even you are kind of blown <laughs> like, up. Yo, right but now. I mean, just as a spectacle, right? Like you're just looking at the two guys. One guy wiry, sinews, and like uh, you know, electricity. The other guy's like this uh, this Hulk. I mean, it's just you, it doesn't get any better. I think that it's going to be a really fun build up to the fight because of the eccentricity that's kind of in the air for these this type of guys. You saw the initial thing where uh, Romero's doing a backflip, and Dana's oh like, "What the hell's going yeah. on?" Dude's 42 years old, and he's doing this type of stuff. I just think that it's a unique matchmaking experience, and I also think that it's the perfect fight in a lot of ways for Adesanya as his first true title defense. This is a guy that nobody likes to fight, and he he wanted, he welcomed it when he he didn't need to do this, and he welcomed it. And he's only a slight bit over two years into the yeah. UFC. To see what he's accomplished is insane. I will stand by and hold that sword up and say, all you last year in 2019 missed it. Adesanya should have been your fighter of the year, and I think if he can win this fight. And I don't care who he fights yeah. in that, Costa, Whitaker again. He could be your 2020 legitimate fighter of the year because he's daring to be great. He's putting it on the line. You have to respect that. But when you do that, when you dare to be great, you're always towing the line of daring to be reckless or sure. daring to be crazy. So, he's been towing it. That's what's great. Same with McGregor when he came up. All of it looked dangerous. That's what was great about it. I heard Adesanya in that press conference basically say this. Hey, Robert Whitaker, you went 10 rounds with Romero. And you can argue that Whitaker's never been the same physically from doing that. You know, Adesanya basically said, that's not what I would do. I would go three rounds or less with him. Well, that's a ideal <laughs> level of thinking here. And look, I'd favor Adesanya's... Just that easy. Bro. You know, when you compare gas tanks and, and you know, sometimes uh, Romero has to take a round off after expelling so much. But if he went life or death, meaning Adesanya with Gastelum sure. in 2019's fight of the year in Atlanta, love that fight. Yeah. Uh, Romero's a little bit different cat yep. than Gastelum. Do you? What are the avenues of victory here for Romero? Is it just you know come up with some spinny shit and see what happens? Um, no, it's remember who you are, right? Like remember your credentials. You are an Olympic wrestler going against a Muay Thai guy who's taller than you. What you want to do is plant him on his back and then you know Hulk smash him. That's what you want to do, right? But I think you also want to kind of flex. I, I know that I know how Romero thinks. He's he's a little bit more. Um, he likes to demonstrate his power in the stand up. That's where the fight is really going to be exciting, I think. But if I'm him, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take him down and just wear him out and take, take away his most dangerous assets, which is his limbs, man. You don't want him uh, catching you from afar. And that's what Adesanya is sublime at, right? So I feel like his best avenue is just to go back to who he's been, you know, back in the day. Like, be a wrestler. Dance, with, dance with the, with you know, you mind if we dance with the old dates, right? Dance yeah. with the one that brought you here, right? Right. Uh, right? We've seen him go away with that. We've also seen Adesanya improve his takedown sure. defense. But, uh, again, Romero is a different cat. Um, 
there is a potential to take a lot of damage in victory here for Adesanya. So there's a price you pay if he can get through this for telling everyone, I am that man. I'm going to yeah. go out in the first night of jail and go after the toughest guy, which is <laughs> essentially what he's doing in this title defense here. Uh, do we see a five-round war? Is, is, yeah. uh, I mean, I can't imagine, as much as I respect and love Robert Whitaker, and I sure. rightfully favored him there against Adesanya the first time, I thought he was the rightful betting favorite. The way that fight ended, though, I could see that. I don't know if I could see that against Romero. I've never seen that against Romero. I've never really seen him in that yeah. level. I don't think you can one-punch him like that. What are we going to oh, see here? But see, that's the... That's, Five rounds of hell? See, that's the bar, right? Nobody has done that since all the way back to Fajal. Remember the fight? And, and all the way Which back is in like Strike Force. The only guy ago. to ever finish him. That fight was so long ago. Do you know that that was the night that Alexis Davis beat Amanda Nunes in Strike Force? Wow. That's how long ago wow. it's been. The, nobody finishes him. So that's the bar, right? Like if he's able to do that, then suddenly he's done something. If Adesanya can put him away, I think that's what he's going to try to do. Can he do it? I don't know. If it ends up being a five-round war. I don't like that for Adesanya, even if he wins, because that is a lot of wear and tear on you, man, going five rounds with Romero and at the accelerated rate of which he's been fighting and to go through another one after Gaslam and guys like that. It's I very, just, it's I very like of his teammate, Dan Hooker. We were saying the same yeah. thing about it last week of sort of like, you've just put it all on the table to get through guys like Paul Felder. Now you want Justin Gaethje. It's like right. eventually we saw it with Robert Whitaker. Got to admire know, that they want that. But, but it's just, you know, there is a limit. There's a limit to how... Tough you can match yourself yes. against killers and the wear and tear that comes on your body. I'm not saying I want to see Adesanya go into point fighter mode and try to, you know, completely uh, ditch and dodge sure. this type of fight, which I don't think you can against Romero because he'll, he'll catch up to you. But we are going to learn even more than we already know about Adesanya's too much of a showman, man. backbone. He's too much of a showman. He will never, I don't think he's going to be a point fighter for a long time. He's going to have to lose. He'll have to lose at some point and then say, like, okay, let's dial this back and figure out how to just win again. But as he's on top, he still, he still believes in his own invincibility in the sport. He should after, that, uh, yeah. after, the, after the way he survived against yeah. Gastelum, after he's the way he great, walked man. down Robert Whitaker. Wow. Um, this would be the statement of statements if he, was able, to, if he was able to finish this, uh, this is North the Soldier American of God. I, I think it really is. There's still a little bit of pending, I think, for his superstardom out here. And I know he's a global asset like the UFC sees him that way but at the same time I still don't think he's over all the way in North America I still feel like he needs to do more this could be his big moment he could be the the star of stars yeah. off of this Saturday's cold main event is one you cannot miss folks we're, we're right here all right it is your women's strawweight title bout Zhang Weili of China a rising star will make her first title defense against the former queen. My girl, JJ, Joanna, young Jacek, boogie woman. Spent the morning with her. Is coming. I did spend the morning with her in Manhattan interviewing her for CBS Sports. Check that out this week. Chuck, biggest storyline here is really the redemption angle, potentially, for Joanna young Jacek, trying to become the first female fighter in UFC yep. history to win back a title right. that she has lost. The, 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 the counter question of that. How good is, is Zhang Weili? <laughs> Do we really know from what we've seen so far in four we fights? Don't. See, that's what's fun about it, right? Because I think that she surprised a lot of people by knocking out Jessica Andrade. Now you're in a position where you're like, okay, you have somebody who has, you're wearing the bullseye, and you have a former champion who's hungry again and wants to take it. It's going to be that kind of fight. I feel like this is kind of the extended introduction. For Wiley Zhang, like, uh, what is she going to do in this? I don't think any of us really know her full potential yet. She's the champion, but we haven't seen her in every situation where we have seen Yuana in a lot of different situations. This, I think that this is the kind of gauntlet fight for her to kind of figure out where she's really at. And it's crazy to say that for a champion. It's just the way it is in the division right now. I mean, I give Yuana a lot of credit for rebuilding herself. The win over uh, Michelle Waterson was a reminder of how great she is. She's a five-round, deep-water type of yes. fighter. 
But she even told me when I talked to her this morning, I mean, Wei Li, Zhang Weili is giant. She's strong. So is it Zhang Weili? Is that how we say it? UFC is now going I with Zhang that. Weili. I so that they flip. The, and look, you know, that's okay. the, the Japanese surname thing, the whole Suzuki, Ichiro, Mingyao. I mean, okay. look, I'm, I'm, I'm not cultured. We are. Okay. This is well. I didn't go I to the that. College of William and Mary, all right, Chuck? This is well established here. Um, she's tough. Can't she go five rounds? We don't know that. But on the flip side, can you wanna survive that type of on- it's it's look almost you can ask yourself was that Andrade fight a little bit of fool's gold Jessica came out way too reckless Easily and upset. and brutally paid the price for that yeah. I'm sure Je- Wang Jeli uh, let's 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 regroup here I'm sure Zhang Wei Li yeah, could yeah. do that against Zhang anybody who runs at her full speed yes. but when she was in there against Atisha Torres she had to go three rounds she dominated that fight I can't wait to see once it goes from the early to the middle ground can you want to turn uh-huh. that fight around like she did against Claudia in the rematch if, if Weili Zhang comes out so hard, so fast in the beginning? It's such an interesting matchup. It may come down to mental because Ioana is talking deal. so much about removing the, the negative influences in her team. And that's why ultimately she feels she had bad weight cuts leading mm-hmm. into the first fight against Rose and, and you know the breakup with her fiancé and everything personal that just really yeah. dragged her down. She is insanely mentally tough. It's going to be stretched this time. She's also been in this position. She knows how to handle moments when the and the scrutiny is at its biggest, you know, and, and people are really paying attention and so much is on the line. I feel like that could play into this a little bit. Like you mentioned, I don't think she's just going to go in there and, uh, and throw knuckles and just kind of see what happens like Jessica Andrade. I don't think she's going to be wild like that. It really is going to come down to how she kind of handles it and if she can expose basically those nerves. Because let's face it, this is a new champion who's now coming, and, and especially just given the whole backstory of what's going on with White League, just getting out of China, her travel, everything that's been going on, the gas on her mask mind, poster by Yana, and all the bad blood. Let's not forget that there's an emotional expense going on here. It's going to be very interesting, man. Uh, she she kind of plays up that Zen mentality a little bit. She likes to play the Kung Fu Panda stuff and all that. I'm like, that's all very cool, but it will really shine in a fight like this. You know, Yuana told me she sort of took adve- uh, offense to the narrative that through the two Rose fights that she became this villain, this bad person, yeah. this bully. And, I mean, look, she hasn't helped herself with the, putting out that meme like I talked about with True. the gas mask. But it's interesting. A, a win for either of them would be massive. Now, let's start with, with uh, Zhang Wei Li. Not just the journey of changing camps three times, almost outrunning yeah. the coronavirus to get to like the yeah. states for this fight, but how true is the, you know, every time you talk to Dana and you say, who's the brightest star in your bullpen? And he's like, well, the last time Zhang Weili was on Chinese television, you know, five trillion people watched. Yeah. I mean, is this like a financial linchpin to UFC's future, Zhang Weili winning this fight? I, sh- I would think so, if it's really like that. And honestly, talking to Brian Butler, all her, uh, her manager, and just seeing some of the numbers, I uh, did a piece with him, and uh, it looked like that from the Chinese perspective, man. It seemed like the whole country was paying attention, and if that's really the case, they do have a, a massive, massive star in their hands. Obviously, she's got to do continue to do that work, and I would think that the UFC could go to China at any point after that and, and, and host a big event with her headlining, you know, but, but a lot rides on this. This is a very dangerous thing. I always go with the Sean Shelby thing when he told me, like, they book, you know, when they book these, a lot of times they look at it like they're booking the, the challenger to win. They want the, they want the champion to lose. Now, I don't know how much that's really true in some cases, but I think in this case, you know, you watch certain fights be made, and you're like, why are they doing that? That's a very dangerous fight because it's not boxing. They want to be, they want it to be that. They want the flux at the top. I love it. I love that if Joanna did win, the idea of, let's say, Rose beat Andrade, and you have that trilogy for the title, you've got Claudia rebuilding herself, who wants a trilogy with Joanna. But to close on Young Jacek here, if she wins, um, 
there isn't really a female equivalent to like Captain America, Randy Couture coming back and turning back the yeah. clock. And I know, look, Yona's not old. I mean, she's going to be 33. It's not ancient. Maybe when Misha Tate beat Holly Holm at yeah. UFC 196, it had that sort of redemption feeling of finally climbing the mountain. The thing, the key is here, Yuana's been on the mountain before. Yes. She was that close to equaling Ronda Rousey's title defense record and kind of becoming the next Ronda, not commercially, but critically from the, this is our next all-time great. Yes. What would a win specifically do for her legacy here? I think it would do, so, so that's an interesting thing you said. I, I still believe that most fans who paid attention to Yuana and really understood how good she was during her run have sort of compartmentalized that violence and put it over here. It's like Rose kind of derailed the whole thing, and then, you know, it's been, a, it's been an odyssey since. But everybody, I think it would be very easy to access that area again. I think that if she gets through this and she's suddenly the champion, that comes back into focus. I think that it would feel like there was a discontinuation at some point, and then she recaptured it. I still feel like she has that. But it could go away. I feel like that's kind of the fleeting thing, but people have not let that go, and the UFC has been very smart to kind of latch on to her viciousness and, and really point her out as the nasty you know, champion, all this stuff. I feel like they've done, done this correctly, and I feel like that's who she is. She could get all that back. I feel like she'd be right back there. She's claiming that there's no weight issues, that she's never caught yeah. better. I remember her, ahead of her last fight with Waterson, yeah. she was sort of petitioning to the UFC that's in right. the last minute to move that fight up and wait. Oh, my God. That's um, right. How about women's straw weight? I say it, and people think I'm either joking or I'm talking about how beautiful these women are and you know, whatever and all that. I'm just saying consistently across the board, men's lightweight is the deepest and best division right now in UFC history. Even better than men's light heavyweight a decade ago. But women's straw weight, pound for pound, week to week, always delivers, yeah. Chuck. Storylines, matchups, depth. You look at the rankings, it's, there's still some killers up and down there. I agree with you, and I think that it's kind of, well, it would be like the lightweight and the welterweight, right? Like, you're going to have the most body types that are going to fit into that category. I guess that's 125 is really what the ladies are. But you're right, man. It is always, it's always got a lot of, there's always eight people at the top that you're like, oh, that person could beat that person. And I can't get enough. I can't yeah. get enough of the women's straw weights. And, yeah. and the only thing I'll ever ask you about that is you got to promise not to stop when I say win, all right? All right. She's saying, right? Wow. All right. That'll wrap up the uh, biggest topics of the week. Now I want to get this echo Where's out of my ear, Jay. And I want to hear from the people. DMs for donks. People are always hitting me up. BC, how? Yeah, hear it out. Hear it out. Wow, look at that ass. <laughs> People are always asking me, Chuck, how do they get their question on the show? A reminder, at Morning Combat on Instagram, every Sunday night we put out the full screen graphic. Respond to that with your question, and you'll have a chance to have it read right here through my donk mouth. Let's hear from the people. You fired up, Chuck? I'm fired up. All let's right, do let's this. do it. What do we got? This one's from at Roxy Depew. Maybe that's French. All mm. right. Chuck, who has the best chance to win a rematch? <laughs> Connor Habib? Or Ooh, Wilder Fury. So they're asking Conor McGregor or Deontay right. Wilder. Who has the best chance to win that's a rematch? That's a really great question because I feel like they're very similar, right? There's a one is sort of dimensional against a multi-dimensional. I would probably go with Wilder in this scenario. I just feel like he'd have the better chance of actually finding a way to land that shot. And obviously we know if he hits you and it's flush, you're going down. So I think that I would probably go that direction. I know McGregor has that power too, but I yeah, feel but like the Beeb is, Beeb is too smart, man. I just feel like he's not going to allow him to get that shot off. Plus, even though McGregor is a slugger, it's a speed and precision that yeah. sets up his shots. He's not the kind of power that, like, true. if there's 10 seconds to go in the fifth round, he still might get you out of That's there. That's true. Deontay Wilder can lose every second of the fight as we've 
always said, yes, we have to find out about his inside. Can he bounce back from his first defeat? There's a lot of intangibles, but I've said this a lot. People were so upset, right? Like with the towel coming in, because they know, especially the gambling money, everything that goes into it, the people who paid 80 bucks, they know that there's an equalizer that he can still land. They know that it's still there. And How about my get, subtle they, transition through that burp I just yeah. had right there, right in the yeah. air? No one even noticed it. It was great. No, you're right. And, and look, as much as Deontay still has to establish, because one loss has broken the heart yeah. of many a top fighter, he's very mentally tough. I am not yeah. willing to throw in the towel on Deontay's chances. Um, the Connor side is like... There's a fool's gold element to how Grady looked against Cowboy because it was the perfect matchup. I do tend to buy into that fool's gold a little bit and believe that, especially mentally, he's a somewhat reborn, changed man from the guy we saw heading into that first Habib fight, where I would give him a better chance to persevere and set up his offense rather than gas early like he did against Habib and then kind of be lost and wandering. Uh, I wouldn't favor him. I would just give him a better chance than the first time. That's fair, right? I think that's fair. And if he's if he fights Justin Gaethje in the summer and he's able to kind of do the same thing that he just did with Cerrone, then maybe this is a whole different scenario. Because I actually have, I I put a lot into that headspace and also like, you know, is he does he want it again? Because that was always the question after you know after the Mayweather thing and everything else. How bad does he want it? If he does that to Gaethje, ask that question again and maybe there's a. Do you think answer. they're going to do that fight? I do actually. That's a that's such a financial gamble well, to do it. But then again, should he walk down and finish Gaethje, which we think is possible? Yes. Out of all you, the names, think of that he the could money that you're against? sprinkling on top. If if Habib wins against Tony, and no disrespect to Tony, but if Habib sure. wins, him versus Connor too would sell in any era, any situation. But it would sell even more if Connor's fresh off of knocking out Justin Gaethje. It will one. That's a hell of a gamble, though. Look how big just beating Cerrone. Even if even when people kind of thought, well, he might be a little bit shot at this point, you know, blah blah blah. Look how big that seemed when he when he did it anyway. Imagine him doing that to Gaethje in a big card in July. I just I think that that's wow. that just wow. sets it's, it's pretty much whatever he wants at that point. So if it happens to be Habib, I but I also think that. All the haters of that fight would then come back to it and say, like, well, you never know. Because it, it's kind of, you know, etch a sketch the whole imagination. It's going to be the biggest thing. month in Irish history if uh, in July if Connor fought I know. on IFW and seven days later Fury fought in Vegas. We're going to have like a Bono concert in between. To, uh, <laughs> I mean, That'd be great. I mean, do you have any other Irish superheroes? Irish, uh, James Joyce, right? Like, yeah, yeah. James like Joyce, the, the juggernaut? You're talking about the, the English heavyweight? Mm. Oh, no. All right, all right. Uh, let's roll on here. You got more donks for us, Jay? We're live, Jay. Jay. Jay, we're live, all right? <laughs> all right, I'll just keep playing with my ear. All right, from at Johanna, or maybe how about at Johan Alexoff? So, all right, sorry. I mean, Pretty good. I mean, where are we going with this name here, Chuck? Okay. I don't know what that uh, is. Who would have the best, quote, UFC combined, 40-yard Ooh. dash, vertical, et cetera? It is meat market time in the NFL. Ooh. Who do you think is just that, that kind of athlete in the UFC I mean, God, good God. 42-year-old Yoel Romero might be in his actual prime right now. Mind, he it? might actually he be in his mental and physical does? prime. So does Israel Adesanya from that a different true. perspective. Like 40-yard dash, it almost seems like he'd be like a gazelle. I always felt like there. Tyron Woodley was like the perfect sort of athlete yeah. where you could plug him into any other sport. I know he'd be small for certain sports, but if you plugged him into football at halfback, I would have to believe yeah. he'd be fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Paulo Costa looks like a, uh, looks like a centerfold. That's true. Anthony Johnson, back in the day when he could get down, he was he used to play football, but that guy. Can we get him back? Can he kill a mofo soon? I mean, this guy. I'd love to have him back, man. Who are we missing here? There's, there's got to be some uh, smaller fighters that are just athletic machines. I mean, guys like GSP, obviously, are like, they come to mind. It's like, it has to be like that combination of kind of athleticism and. I mean, Demetrius Johnson was a freak athlete. Yeah. Let's be honest with that. 
Hey, to close that flyaway conversation. Demetrius would actually probably surprise us and all of that. Demetrius did go public a couple weeks ago and basically was like, I'm going to end my career in one. I have no, you know, I've nothing else to prove. That's going to end my legacy. You wouldn't mm. like a scenario where when he's like, whatever, 36 or whatever, and he's run the gauntlet at one, and if Imagine. he's still the guy, that he would come back and try to, you know, pull an so Askren. Pull an back. Askren and kind of come back late and just, you know. It would be very poetic. It really would yes. because uh, the way... Uh, you know, Dana and him button heads all that time. It would kind of be like this strange victory. His biggest victory of his career would be kind of like, here I come back, now you need me yeah. type thing. I'd need to, to read a uh, Chuck Mindenhall athletic poetic breakdown on that. Yeah, okay? we'll He's get the best writer in MMA. You think so? I think Thanks, so. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to anyone else who's, who's the best in boxing. Place. Uh, Rafe Bartholomew. I don't know if you ever heard of him from, sh- the, from the athletic.com. Here, my, my bro ham. All right, we'll <laughs> roll on here, Jay, if you're willing. I got to hear from the people. From at Darren Robinson Fitness Star. Wow. I'd have to check yeah. out that profile, right? Here He wants to know, okay, Donks, longtime fan here with an odd question. If you had to breed the best MMA fighter, which female and male fighter would you breed? No tip to tip on this one. You know what? I think this is a secret plan here from Darren Robinson to basically play like, like fantasy MMA porn with us. Like, which, which female and male fighter do you oh want to see bang? God. I mean, so he's basically breeding factory. Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi probably, you know, they got kids. They're probably going to be tennis stars. In MMA, who you got? Who do you want to see go man. under the covers? Oh, like so that we're just straight up. You can't watch Boyer? it. No, like, you get, you're on the outside. We're talking about their kid. You, you have to wait nine months and years for it to. Play uh, out. A, a, a kid that T- I would like. Tisha and Rocky. Where are you going with this? No, like a, a, a child that like what would be the child in the end? What kind of monster would this be? It would be Joanna and Yoel. Romero. Wow, wow. Imagine that kid. You're trying to set something up for Vegas uh, yes. Saturday, Saturday late night after there? party? Wow, wow. <laughs> I see you soon, boy. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, setup you, of a question. You'd want the freak athleticism of Yoel. Uh, you would want the mindset. Can you transfer mindset through? Uh, um, through you yes. can You can transfer badassness. You can. Your old man was probably a badass, right? <laughs> Hey, man, Tyson Fury came from his dad's nutsack. That, that, is, true. Said? that <laughs> is true. That is true. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I can, I can match up. You can match up any two great fighters, but yeah. I think you specifically want one to be a Hulk. You want another one to be precise. I mean, Yuana's pretty precise. That'd be, yeah. a, that'd be a hell of a fighter there. What do you got? I'd appreciate that. Yeah. You made me say it. Let's hear yours. <laughs> you and Amanda. All right. Really? We'll get your poetic brain. Her, her grit. <laughs> Nina's going to step in there and make that happen. I'm going to get in trouble if we keep this question going. Let's move on to the next one. At Web Scream, how about this guy? Right. Uh, have people begun to realize that the coronavirus will be the reason we won't see Tony Habib oh, 5 as the entire event will be scrapped due to public health concerns? Get it. Get out of here, Web Scream, with that crap. No, 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 Ricky Bobby. No, you know no. what's sad is you see something like that and you think, well, maybe that's the case. Only because this thing has been so cursed that you almost feel like any scenario is in play, right? Like any, any, anything to make it not happen is in play. Like that's how I read that. I'm like, well, that's as good this as this fight is going to happen. Okay, and this happen? fight is going to be awesome. April 18th, UFC 249. God, um, like your the fifth man. time is the charm. There's a reason why we had to wait this long to see it the first time. It matters so much right now. No, Corona's not getting in the way here. Although the cases are kind of popping up left. I don't want to get you on a neo-political t- uh, yeah, kick yeah, here, yeah. but uh, they're uh, they're popping up left and right. Did, are, did it's you, a lot of fun walking through New York City right now. I was wondering if you were going to wear a mask on set today. <laughs> no, I was. Sure I don't know what's that funny I, about that. People are trying space. to save their lives, Chuck. Yeah. This is a safe spot. Okay, this yeah. is a safe spot. All right. Um, yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna break down. From at this is, Potu, mm. Pot you, 
I get, yeah, this is spot you. Do either of you have burner accounts? My guess is at Luke Thomas News doesn't, but at Brian C. Campbell has at least three. Uh, no, why would I have a burner account? I'm, I live my life very outwardly. I put, it, I put the tips on the table, on, on the wall over there. What do they want? You know, what am I going to go lurk from an assumed name and be like, that Brian guy is pretty cool? No, like, you know. I, uh, nope, I don't have one either. Uh, I do know a lot of people who have them, and it's, I think it's because they get blocked by enough people that they want to have some place where they can go. See, like, so Dana White and people like that who end up blocking guys I like get me. a lot of but DMs I, I from, from people saying they give me screenshots of being blocked by Luke, and they're like, please, oh my God. I never meant him any harm. Luke please have, get Luke to block me. Luke would have, like, 1.3 million followers yes. if he didn't block everybody. What are you saying about his character? Uh, his character? It's a it's poor. No, I'm just, I'm not saying that. Yeah, he's a good we love, guy. We I love, love Luke. Guy. We people want no, people uh, want me to hate Luke. Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's easier that way. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. Um, but no, yeah, he was he, unbelievable. He, 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 but he he blocks. I get it too. And I yes. don't, I do not work with him weekly like you do. But people tell me all the time, like ask Luke to unblock me. Who didn't somebody in the Philadelphia 76ers organization they got fired because they had a burner account or their wife oh, did or yeah. something? I, I saw somebody, like the that, there was guy, some police right? chief in Vermont just got fired with a burner account. You don't want to mess around. You don't mess Go around. on your Facebook. Make sure there's no pictures of bongs from like early Colorado days. You want to wipe yeah, that yeah, crap yeah. up. Luckily, we came up. We're old. Our, we have old balls. We came up in a time where you could do really dumb shit. Yeah. And it's not. Free. Yeah. It's not. Consequence free. Yeah. Back then. Oh, not anymore. Man. Remember how condom, how much condoms used to cost back in the day? Oh, man. No, we never used them, right? Shout out to you. It's a great movie. I, I got to keep going back to it, right? It's a great uh, movie. It's a, who's on the 90s counter today? Jay, can we step it up? Yeah, I know, that I know you're re- reliving your... Uh, by the way, Jay was in a, uh, a boy band. Did we get into this yet? You talked about that a little bit. Uh, we found a top. picture that Jay, the, the, the classic Jay, he is a real person, It was in a boy band He's in the early 2000s. There's no records of this. Very early 2000s, he says. He had blonde hips. He had, Come on. He had like dance moves and stuff. It's... Uh, <laughs> One day we'll play it on here. One he still day we'll plays, play. doesn't he? He's a guitar player. He does. You, there's a weird uh, YouTube video of him doing a Johnny Cash cover with fingerless mm. gloves. Jay, I don't want to expose you to the people unless you want me to, but Jay's got a lot of work out there, all right? He's a documentarian as yeah. well, okay? Enough Jay. Jay, you got any more for us? No. All right. Hey, it's time, it's time for the, the, the uh, most exciting <laughs> show in combat sports. All right. We're going to do it? The most exciting segment. This is where we search the globe. Chuck, oh, wow. Oh, here it is. Look at this. I love the new graphics. Look at that. We searched the globe for the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happened in the world, you'll see it on this show. Chuck, have you seen this <laughs> shit? Let's start with UFC Norfolk. We've All got right. a few entries, Chuck. Check it out on this screen over oh, here, Chuck. Oh, yeah, this was great. Yeah, Jan Kutelaba. Who's the, who's the bloke <laughs> that he fought? This was before the fight started. Have you ever seen him in the face-off, Buffalo. Chuck? Basically, I mean, we thought they might go tip to tip. No, they're about to throw. They're about to throw punches here. Who's the bloke? Uncle of. Wow. Yeah, look at that. You know, this guy is. This guy's up, a fireball. He's crazy man. This he's guy not, is off kilter. You see him when he dresses he, like he does the whole green and the Hulk thing. And uh, he rips off I have his never shirt. seen something like this, and I've I never got seen it. Fired up for this. Uh, it this, always cracks me up when I see something like this. We get into a fight before the fight or between rounds. You're like, well, dude, you guys are fighting. Uh, let's roll on to the end of this fight. You want to talk about a questionable stoppage. This fight almost got more bizarre. So Kute Laba's in the black. And Chuck, he was saying that he was faking that he was on Queer Street. I don't That's know if, you, uh, if you've ever been there. But, um, <laughs> been down there. And the they, ref uh, jumps in to stop the fight. Oh, look at the slap. He gave him a little, yeah. uh, little slap dick there. Um, what do well, you think you about that? Well, you watch it in this. Like, well, now in real time, though. If you were looking in real time, it did look like he was wobbled and he was hurting. So he was faking. But if you watch it, not a lot of those head kicks are landing. He's blocking most of them. And you kind of see him actually anticipating. 
So he's, are we trying to believe that he's faking being punch flush. drunk so he can come back with a counter? I think I that's know. what we're to believe, but... All right. Um, he, he certainly, like, it took him, like, one nanosecond to start disputing that. So yeah, like, and can we play more of, uh, is it Ion, Jan, Eon, Eon? How do you pronounce his first name? Ian, right? Ian? It's I-O-N. I don't, Ian? I don't really speak uh, whatever that is. Can we play the, uh, the next file here, folks? Uh, there it is. And this is what he's known for at the weigh-ins. Yes. Wow. 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 Love it. How long do you think it took to get that stuff off? <laughs> That's pretty damn good, man. Wow. Guys ripped too. All right, yeah. let's roll on. Uh, have you seen this shit? Also at UFC He's, Norfolk this weekend. Got to run that back, by the way. The aforementioned Megan Anderson went into the crowd oh, to man. pull off the Aussie why, special why? with the shoey. Is this hot? Does this make? Does this? Re- uh, is this rede- redeemable? Does this make you want to hang out with her, Chuck, and get uh, tattoos? What do you think? It was as impressive as her punch, though. I mean, you know, what I mean, like she does two things that are very impressive. I didn't really think she'd be the one to go for this. But this is this is well, other level. I think disgusting. it's a right. First of all, I hope that that's a brand like somebody's brand new leg. Like, is that a Reebok? Whatever it is, I hope See, that's a brand new shoe. Some, but I think that that's like just somebody's shoe. There's some dirty motherfuckers out there. I don't wear socks, Chuck, most of the time. So if she wants to do that with me, you know, you're rolling the Show dice. The you know what I'm saying? Let's see those no, I, I am wearing socks today because okay. it's cold out. But uh, I, that's how I live my life. I mean, she went, yeah. she wants to play this with me. I'll, you know, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Yeah. Well, she. I mean, it's a right of passage. No hesitation. In that country, I think it's a right of passage. It's, like it's freaking gross. Let's just we can joke a lot, but it's freaking gross, Chuck. There's, that is really freaking that gross. That is really... I don't know how they do it in Australia, but... I mean, I've seen it. I've been, been in bars. Virginia? Virginia's no, for lovers. Out, you don't want to drink out of somebody's shoe all right, in Virginia. All right. Speaking of weird people in Virginia at UFC Norfolk, how about this guy auditioning to be the next Just Bleed guy? What do you look at his shirt, Chuck? I love dirty chicks. Wow. <laughs> Virginia is for lovers, oh, Chuck, man. as we established. And this guy's an absolute dirt hole. But it did it did not win T-shirt hey, of the weekend. Be careful of that, because this guy would be coming after us. Like last the last guy with this, the with the, with last the just, time that guy was coming after just us. Just direct man. guy. Uh, the He did not win worst T-shirt of the weekend in Sports. Check out this hockey Uh-oh. game. What about what about this guy, Chuck? Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, I don't doubt him. That was I more of like doubt. a life slogan for you in your late <laughs> teens, right? Yeah. All right, there, Chuck. One of my truisms. Hey, let's roll on from MMA this past weekend. One championship. Speaking of coronavirus, oh my God. they had an empty arena event in Singapore due to that virus. Check out this entrance. I don't know the man's name, do I? Oh, Shannon. Oh, dude. We I, love that he, I love that his face, like, he actually puts it. <laughs> he does the He sold it very well. Look at him just walk away. Oh, man. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm down with that. That is yeah. some good stuff Where there. was this at? This was in Singapore. Oh, in Empty Singapore. arena, though, yeah. which is weird. Um, you know, I mean, hey, you got to protect. You got to protect. Yeah, you got to. But uh, that's, there's, there's got to be some relatable thing here in this. There's, am I the kid in Luke's arms there? I mean, what's going on? This is, like, something to the show, right? I can't get enough of that. Or is that just a I love giant his face? It's is that, hilarious. Is that a giant green dong from uh, <laughs> Eon the Hulk Kudalaba right there? All there right. Uh, also there in one this weekend. Here's what really mattered. Are we gonna look at him yes. again? Yoshihiro Akayama, sexy Yama is man. back, sending fools to hell. Chuck, life look is that good. Guy's physique, man. When a well-tanned sexy Yama is back in our lives with the with the what kind of what kind of hair is that color? That's oh, uh, man. that's like the. Uh, the gray. What do you call that? Uh, mm. The gray. The dyed gray. What do you call that? Silver. No, silver. not silver. Uh, silver is correct. Not, platinum. Thank you, camera Black. guy. Platinum. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. He's got the platinum. Look, this is really like my hero. Sexyama is, is the man I aspire to be in life. You I've could forgotten even, all about that guy, man, until this weekend. He lost his one debut, but he came back with a bang, Chuck. One more time. Look at that right hand. Get out of oh, here. Man. Wow. The guy went down in sections. Get a suitcase Ooh, out. Did. Scoop him he up did. and get him out of there. Get him. You think you can get that guy through TSA an after implo- that? An implosion. Um, clearly, 
Yoshihiro Akiyama is too sexy for this cage, right? Yeah. Are you getting any right said Fred vibes? Can we can we play <laughs> oh, that I'm in the back? Vibes. Can we can we hit that up yeah. there? Can we be a little faster here, Jay? Oh yeah. Look, a shout out to the '90s here. Uh oh. Look at these guys. I, I can't imagine these brothers like girls, but, but that's fine. I mean, better. look, you know, they were ahead of their time, right? I mean, How old um, that looks now. Wow. He, so he's a model, and you know what that means, right, Chuck? And he he does his yeah. little turn on the catwalk. Would you, My God, I haven't seen this. Would you hang on the back of that car? That looks like the same car from the How Bizarre video by yeah, OMC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Look at this shirt just fall shirt off. off. Yeah. I kind of wanted to be these guys when Roll I was in back. seventh grade. I'm like, yeah. these guys have to get all the girls. Turns out they don't at all, Chuck, and that's fine, <laughs> but, you know. How about the brother uh, on bass? Good just, confidence, though. Yeah, good confidence. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can play that bass at all. Sexy video. We huh? should stay in the 90s. Remember turning on MTV like spring break, being like Daytona Beach, people's tops falling yeah. off, you know, and just being your yeah. parents sitting next to you on the couch, like normal, right? The 90s were a wild time, <laughs> Chuck, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. All right. Hey, what else kind of shit we got this we got week? More? Um, Yeah. You ever seen a sidekick KO like this? We're going to Dublin. This is Jamie Falding Whoa. in the black short and the white shorts. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to see this again. Damn. It's like throwing a that dart work. and yeah, hitting huh? a bullseye. Whoa. Whoa. No, you don't really see that too often. Oh. <laughs> Sidekick from the deep, dark depths right there. That guy's not getting up, Chuck, wow. okay? Let's roll on to, oh, one more time, one more time for the people. No, we're in boxing over the weekend. Former heavyweight champion Joseph Parker was back, won his third straight send, and Sean oh, Dell Winters oh. threw the ropes onto the apron Ooh. with a vicious four, five, six punch combo. I don't know. Just enjoy it, Chuck. Oh, they went the snot. Oof. Now, he's not known as being a great finisher. He has a Burger King sponsorship in New Zealand, so shout out to that. You ever seen the middle of the That's ring like... when he fights down there? Um, he's trying to get back in the title picture, so this was a good showcase for him. Remember, he lost the unification bout to Anthony Joshua a couple years back. Pretty, man. Great he also point. had a bad spider bite last yeah. year that kept him out for a long time. You ever get a spider bite in there? Uh... Never. Yeah, it's weird, Never. right? It's real yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Joe Parker. Uh, That's beautiful, actually, man. Speaking he's, of KOs. Nice, heavy shots. Yeah, let's go to some logging here. We got some logging action. Sometimes you ever just want to throw a big log? Oh, my oh. God, throw a big log and it hits you with the ghetto blaster, bad news brown style. You, this guy is out cold. Oh my God, what Good are you trying to Lord, why? Oh. Who's filming this, right? That's what okay. I always want to know in these situations. This is like one of those Rex Chapman. You, you follow Rex yes, Chapman? Blocker like charge? Yeah, yeah this like one is, of those type of things. Wow. Shout Jesus. out to At World of Kooks. Where do I find this stuff? That guy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we, we scattered the globe for weird pro wrestling. Um, he's back. Oh, he's back. What? He's the smooth criminal, Chuck. He's back. <laughs> Look at the kip up right there. What do you think kip of this? Up. I don't know what country this is in, but it's pretty creepy Whoa. to see Michael Jackson, um, yeah, to take out these young guys. Uh, this is... Now, did wow. you find this? He's bad. Did you find I this? Found or somebody well, I think it found me. This. I think it found me. He's bad. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Bum, bum. I, you know, I don't. It doesn't matter if he's black or white. You know what I'm no, saying? It you know? Those moves. <laughs> Not everybody has dainty ankles that can do that. You know. I got dainty ankles. You do. What it. does that mean, though? It's weird, right? Where is this? At a mall? That's at what a, at it a strip looks mall? Like it. It's black. It's white. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could get down with the Michael Jackson wrestling. Yes, yes. So this was only the second creepiest and most dangerous thing he's ever done with young men. Can we roll the first one? Where's <laughs> oh, Blanket? No. You remember this, uh, of course. I do remember this. Yeah. The dangle. Oh, God. Oh. He put, he put so <laughs> many young people in danger. It's unbelievable, this guy. I mean, rest in peace. You don't want to talk about this. You don't want to <laughs> talk about the dead with ill will. But uh, you have a favorite MJ moment? 
Uh, mm, no, not really. Okay. I wouldn't. Okay. All right. Not even the moonwalk at the. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, used to, I used to dig the moonwalk. That whole album was awesome, like the beat it video and. Yeah, the uh, the thriller stuff. album. I mean, it was thriller look, album. Yeah. All that stuff. You was remember cool. second grade? You go to birthday like party. Thriller was like an eleven minute video, right? Thriller, like one of those. The thriller vinyl was playing wherever you were. That's crazy. Back then, you know. That I can't is, even believe that he's I, like you watch that now and you're like, what do you think his kids are gonna <laughs> his kids are gonna grow up doing? Auctioning off his know, weird man. artwork. What do you think? I don't know. I could watch this all day, all day on a loop. Have you seen this shit? Yeah, I've seen it. This is weird. Look, wow. All right, this is creepy. <laughs> hey, let's roll on to something even uh, creepier here. Uh, check out this guy wearing high heels. Sudden death is coming, Chuck. Oh Get God. ready for it. Oh God! What happened? Is that? <laughs> I thought we weren't allowed to show death oh. on the show. We tried to show a circus Man, act with a snake choked a guy out to, and he killed him. We couldn't First show. First of all, show. I mean, there's a lot of effort going into this. Uh, that's a, like, oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've never <laughs> seen it. That's pretty impressive. I've never seen a guy in high heels crumble like that into yeah. pieces. You know, I mean, just damn, wow. It's a meat shop after. He's got good balance good though in those yeah. heels, Chuck. How are you in those? Uh, not as balanced. Not as, not as good there. Uh, <laughs> hopefully they sweep they swept that shit up, right? Get a dog out there, chew oh, on God. that, chew on that meat. Uh, that is uh, that is not weird. That's weird. Okay, that's very weird. All right. Hey, you know good job with that, though. Let's, let's, let's get something real. manly and badass in here. How about Mike oh, yeah. Perry at Submission, Submission Underground, yeah. Al Iaquinta <laughs> not having it. By the way, you're Look looking, the for, a, you're looking for a condo in Long Island. <laughs> Al Iaquinta will sell it to you. Don't smoke inside of it, though. He's not happy. Shades of Ricardo Mayorga, yeah, yes, the boxing king like. from Nicaragua. Yeah. That is bad to the ass. Did yeah. he win the fight? I didn't see. Uh, I don't know if he... I, I don't pay attention to that. Yeah, who, who, really, who really follows but, that? But... Uh, he is an interesting cat, man. I mean, this is this seems like the least of it. I, I feel like he smokes year round and like drinks whenever he wants. He, I think he's two percent black, so he can say the N word too. Yeah. yeah, that's well, he thinks that was, <laughs> awful. That was awful. I can't believe he did that. All right, uh, let's close with this. Uh, we always have hijinks to end it. Somebody's dong gets hit or something. Oh, oh my god, yeah. look at that guy right to the pills. Look at the reaction here, Chuck. Check out the guy in the green. He can't even handle it. Can't handle oh, it. What do you expect? What, what is this? Puking. Ugh. Oh, you know, I noticed he's got the life jacket on. Can, can we get a uh, ah, yeah, I don't like to see right. that. Uh, we're gonna close with. This day in MMA history, Chuck. Okay. It's been exactly 1,367 days since UFC 199. Has it? Do you remember when Michael Bisping pulled the upset and then he pulled apparently that, um... <laughs> what is this? What is... What? What? <laughs> what is this? I didn't mean to give you the shaft. That oh, is, man. uh... Yeah. That. that is, uh... Wow. There's yeah. some creative types out there. Somebody sent that. One of our fans sent that in. Um, wow. I don't know if he made it himself. I can't read the guy's name. I'm not, I'm a little turned off by this. Essentially what happened. That is kind of what happened. He did, yeah. he did take his manhood that night and his title. I was there. Yeah. Were you? I was not there. Los Angeles, 199. Yeah, I was not there for that one. The forum. Yeah. Um, look, at the, look at the look in his eye. I noticed I said I. All right, here, let's um, let's get off of that. It's time, thank you in the back for, for dealing with all that BS. It's time for odds and ends. Chuck, I'm going to go first, okay? Okay, go ahead. I don't know if you saw this weekend the co-main event of that DAZN card in Texas, the great, and I knew mean great, Ramon Chocolatito Gonzalez, the former pound-for-pound pound king. You may remember, Chuck, at the peak of his stardom, which really was the back end of his prime, yeah. he had those two fights with Cis Risquet, Sor Rung Visay, mm -hmm. lost a close, brutal decision. The first one got sent to hell in the rematch, had one fight in the last two years, but came back on Saturday to reclaim a belt at 115 against Cal Yafai, walked him down, stopped him with a beautiful, brutal one-punch KO. I know you were KO. I saw you on Saturday. So here's the deal. The fighters in the extreme low weight classes, and by the way, Chocolatito's won titles in yeah. three divisions. 
he really didn't get the fame and attention until really he was on the back half of his career yeah. fighting in a weight that's above his head where he's taking damage to win fights. He went in there and just and just reminded you of who he could be. Yafai was a little too ballsy, tried to yeah. walk in there and punch with the puncher. He got sent down. But to see a guy, I know he's only 32, 32. but that, that's old for these weight classes. Yeah. To see a guy, you know, empty the jar one more time, you want to talk about the big business that could be ahead. Did you ever see his 2012 fight with Juan Francisco Estrada, who's a pound-for-pound ranked guy? He's the king at 115. Yep. They do that rematch there. Yeah. How about You're all a, about it? How about a trilogy fight with, with well, SSR? I mean, seem, that, It seems like that's the one he wants, right? But it, it's understandable. Dude I just, to, you know, take it back. These lower weight classes are always under the radar, but Chocolatito is a yeah. man. He is a man. He is a king He's of cool, kings. Man. He is a, a great dude. And he, uh, Was he on the, uh, he likes the McGregor? The, he was on the McGregor Mayweather card, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. He, okay, he would be the on one? the Triple G undercards for a stretch. When HBO got Triple a hold of him, G. they kind of put him out there. Um, he likes manly stuff. Do we have that in the back? Um, you know, he's just, you know, I mean, he, you know. What, My what, man. What the this, Jet? He's a dude, uh, isn't he? Oh, well, yeah, you know, all right. <laughs> hey, this is uh, HR. I mean. It's hilarious. Yeah, all right, uh, that's it. My Chuck, man. you got any odds and ends you want to get into? There? You know, we just leave that UFC 248 is this weekend, obviously, and Sean O'Malley. Remember this Remember guy? Him, yes. 23 years old last time we saw him in the cage, and he's finally returning. It's been, I think, almost two years. There he is. Look at him. If you remember, in that fight, his last one at UFC 222, I thought he was kind of on the verge of kind of breaking through in a new star. Uh, uh, Reebok was putting out, like, tie-dye shirts about this that. guy. He was, he like, was doing uh, all kinds of stuff. Didn't he love Nate Diaz? He wanted to basically yeah, be Nate yeah. Diaz? Yeah, like, every time I show him, he's got a spliff. He's, a, he's always doing this stuff. I felt like he was on the verge, but he, for the last two years, he's had, he had that foot injury in the fight. And then, you know, he's had a, I think he had hip surgery. He's been suspended. Like, it's a, he's been wronged because of the residual effects. He's yes. been pulled off a car. Don't get, don't I, get Luke I, Thomas I started that's on why I'm, side only gonna, right? I'm only just barely touching I can on this. Call I know Luke this right is now. Luke's, his domain. But it's good to have him back very, very quietly on the prelims this coming Saturday. It's kind of a crazy thing that it's been two years. The guy is now 25 years old. And that, you know what's crazy is in that age range, they just took two years away from this guy. That's when all the stupidity is out there, right? Like, this guy would have had, like, four fights in that time. That's when you're stupid and you do crazy things, and it would have made him a star. I would have liked to have seen that. They took those years away from him. I hope he's still I hope he built the up the resolve. Guy. Yeah, I hope he I built hope up, still the You know, I hope guy. he stayed in the gym and was is just going after it, yeah. and uh, he is a funny dude. We can yeah, see. Yeah, so remember they were interviewing him, Joe Rogan. Well, if you hurt. get a tattoo before your eye, doesn't that mean you're in a gang, or is that just the teardrop? just means he's a star. He's a star. He's a star. He's a star. All right. All right. Do That's you have what any, he said. Chuck, do you have any tattoos? I don't. Do you? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm a little afraid of needles. I don't really like, you know, I, I go to get a flu. I, I didn't even get a flu shot this year, you know. Yeah. We're gonna, uh, That's good. Yeah, I don't want to get on any pro anti-vaccination rants here. Here we you go. Know. Luke will take me out there. Uh, Chuck, thank you for joining us this week. It's um, fun. Um, we, wanna, we want yeah, you people awesome. out there watching and listening to us to hit us up. Uh, can we hit up with the socials here, Jay? Can you follow us on Instagram at Morning Combat? Follow us on YouTube. We need you. Here's the deal on YouTube, all right? We're building an army here. We want you to like this video. More importantly, we want you to subscribe. If you are still watching this show, if you are still drinking from the, the areola every week and enjoying it, guys, can you pay it forward? Can you just click subscribe? This thing's taken off like a rocket ship, all right? Like the Challenger. We don't want to be those, any school teachers left behind. It's been far enough. I can make that joke. Yeah. It's too, it's been long enough. Um, we want to see this thing take off to the stratosphere. So do your part in that. And follow this gentleman yeah, right here. At, should. Uh, they probably at just Chuck saw it. They just, they just Chuck Mindenhall or something. Um, follow Very simple. The Man in the Myth podcast. Man in the Myth, yeah. Uh, Theathletic.com. We love your work, yeah. Chuck. The people Thanks, love you. You know what I'm saying? You have a, you have, you have a scary, almost Arash Markado 
Fugazi level Q rating with the you people. You think so? Yeah. I don't know if I'd go, go quite that far. That guy is a, that guy is a man. He's of got people. restaurants in Vegas that like name meals. I know. I've, like I've, eat, I've eaten his uh, his. That's yeah, right. I've, yeah, I've eaten yeah. it. Um, all right, that's the show for this week. Sorry if we creeped you out at all. Uh, Luke Thomas will be back next week, and as you guys know, 2:48 this weekend. Giant things to come. Morning combat will be with you as we head into Tony Habib season. As we head into Wilder Fury Three. This is going to be a great. This is going to be the year for combat sports. Yep. MMA and boxing together. The consummation station. I'm right in the middle of it. Okay. Let's hope it all happens. Yes. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, I got nothing else to add. That's it. No, you got any instructions? No, for I people? think you've said plenty. Uh, spayed and neuter their animals. Anything? <laughs> we bringing that back? No, Bob. Right. Bob that died with Bob. Uh, yeah. Is he still alive? Price is wrong. Be, Price is wrong, bitch. Is he dead, Jay? No, he had that long, real thin microphone. That was a little creepy, right? He'd always like hold it like it was like a joint. Yeah, like get, a, get like him a, jo- a roach clip. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> I bet. Did he ever touch those women on that show? Oh my god, he'd be a fool not to. Very, hand, very, very hands-on approach. Very Har- Harvey W. Get pot, us in trouble know? with these little extra things. I know. Okay. Einstein. Uh, uh, sorry, Weinstein. Uh, who, who didn't kill himself? Um, what's the other guy didn't kill himself. Epstein. Sorry about Epstein, that. Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to our team here, guys. A lot, of, a lot of Andy Kings in here. They'll take one for the team if they need to. I really yep. appreciate that, right. that hunger out of them. Um, I'm lingering, but the crew. show is over. Uh, may all your uh, hoes be loyal or oh. something like that. May hopes and dreams get in the weight room, whatever you got to do here. Uh, a lot of people call me a chubby Lance Bass. It's time to get in shape. All right, yeah. it's time. The spring's coming. Uh, yeah. Swimsuit season is, is going to be on the horizon before you know it. Uh, morning combat is the show. There's nothing else like this, okay? Until they cancel it, and then it'll be, there'll be nothing left. But for now, we are hot fire. Thank you. We out. <laughs>